0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 36 of the Audible Farm Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Jonathan Rowell. Uh, John was the guitarist in TV Cop. That's how I met him. But recently he, uh, announced his departure from TV Cop. And, uh, we discussed what he's been doing in his off time and his downtime, what he did before and after, uh, what he plans to do with his future, his past bands. He, uh, does a little bit of recording. And the two of us got in touch and realized our schedules wouldn't meet up very well. But, uh, we did get in touch and do a remote interview. And I, uh,. You know, we got this one nailed down pretty good, and uh, I just want to give a huge shout out to John for making it happen, so thanks to Jonathan Rowell for helping me out with this remote interview. Uh, This is episode number 36 with Jonathan Rowell. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Alright, sitting down today with Jonathan Rowell. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Correct, yeah. I've, I've never actually asked you that, so. <laughs> but uh, you and I haven't ever really conversed very much, but I i knew you as the guitarist in TV Cap for quite a while. Yeah. And you recently announced your departure. Yeah. And uh, what are you doing instead?
1: Uh, right now I'm, I'm playing drums in a band called Good Devils. Uh, it's just a two-piece <clears throat> i play drums and uh my friend jeremy bendy uh he's he's playing bass and we've got it set up through like a octave pedal and he's running it stereo out of bass cab and out yeah, of cool. ca- guitar cab too so
0: oh that's really awesome
1: yeah it's it's cool something different
0: uh, yeah totally i mean i've I've contemplated attempting stuff like that. I mean, I've got all the stuff in my basement to set something up like that, but I've yeah. never actually had, uh, I don't know if you want to say, been brave enough to try it, like right. especially go out and do it live.
1: Yeah, it's been a, just a lot of trial and error. Like, yeah, Even I'm getting very involved in his like pedal setup and all that, just trying to, and uh, I think f- we finally got uh, a good
0: sound coming out now so that's good man yeah um i recall a band there was a band called like death from above 1979 yep and they had a a bassist and a drummer set up yeah
1: yeah actually that's kind of they're kind of what gave me the idea just
0: oh no way yeah oh man i remember like not to date myself but like 10 15 years ago i'd say closer to 15 years ago a buddy of mine showed me that band and i was like what is this yeah and then uh i mean i'd saw him a couple times on like late night tv when that was still a semi-popular thing yeah The they're, they're intriguing man it's really intriguing yeah I, uh, I saw you've been recently sharing some of your videos or some of your uh links to your new music i guess i should say yeah on your facebook to. page trying to yeah yeah, it's at uh, Good Devils Music on Facebook. Yep. that's correct, right? Yep, I think that's Facebook,
1: Instagram, Twitter. It's all the same.
0: Instagram and Twitter. Oh, sweet! I didn't even know you had Twitter, so I'll be sure to add you on Twitter here today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I'll, I'll double check the Instagram and stuff before I share it. But if if it's anything different, it's in the in the description below. Uh, if not, Jonathan nailed it all. I'm sure he knows what it is because it's his stuff. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, actually, I just I just went to your Good Devils Facebook page here, and I uh, clicked on your events page. You got a couple of events coming up. I saw I see one in there. It's kind of a special one. It's a uh, yeah. You got two uh, two shows at Gabe's, huh? Two shows at Gabe's. Uh, uh-huh. It Looks like the the May twenty third show is with Wenslow uh, and Bane Marie.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's gonna that, be a, it's a free show downstairs.
0: Cool. It'll be a good time. Yeah, that downstairs bar is a fun place. It's a nice little nook. Yeah. You I get played, tucked in the corner. It's fun. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I played there
1: one time with TV Cop and injured myself pretty good. So <laughs> Oh man, what would you do? Uh Well, I I've decided it would be a good idea to monkey bar the rafters that are like twice as high as the as the rafters upstairs. Yep. And yeah, just the drop alone. I I underestimated how big of a drop it was (laughs) yeah oh gosh yeah so i Uh, won't be doing that again
0: (laughs) i don't blame you so uh i mean it sounds like everybody everybody missed out on that but you you've been known to have shenanigans at shows like i recall seeing you with tv cop a handful of times and and for a while it seemed like every show you'd try and pick something kind of unique to do during the show like one time uh there was a part where the music kind of just called for you to create a bunch of uh, feedback-y kind of noise for a few, you know, like about a bar or two. Yeah. And you just, like, set your guitar down and ran around the entire audience and, like, came back onto the stage and picked your guitar up and played again.
1: Yeah. It was just kind of, yeah, winging it off the wall, like, what can I do right now that's crazy? Like, one, one show we played in Oskaloosa, and it was a fairly sized empty room. And uh, they asked us if they wanted uh, them to set up like uh, fold up chairs for people to sit. We're like, we don't care, whatever. So they set them up. And then during that part, I couldn't really think of anything aside from just start stacking as many chairs as I could on top of each other until they (laughs) were falling over. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's hilarious. That was entertaining.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? It's. It's kinda of funny. I didn't know whether or not you like sat down and planned all these things out before every th- every single show or just kinda of did it on the fly or pretty much on the fly. I
1: just kinda of like before the gig, I'd glance around. Can I claim that? No.
0: Well figure something <laughs> out. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So you're not gonna be uh, jumping out of the rafters at Gabe's on May twenty third? No. Um especially maybe on September twenty seventh? perhaps i mean dude that's that's gonna be a cool show that's got doyle of the misfits headlining and you yeah. guys are gonna be opening up for that
1: yeah i was uh i just stumbled upon it stumbled across it on facebook and i was like eh, screw it i'll message gabe's and they forwarded it to the promoter and they messaged me and it was a done deal pretty
0: quick i was like oh sweet dude that so. that's stellar it's uh it's gonna have Let's hear Doyle of the Misfits uh, with Brotherhood of the Mudcat, Good Devils. That's you, yep. and then the Sleepover. And uh, I yeah. mean Emory from the Sleepover. Everybody knows Emory from the Sleepover. I did a podcast with him, and uh, he recently did a video for your old band, TV Cops. So, yep. and, I mean Emory's all over the place. That show's going to be pu-, pu pu packed. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I just went to the Facebook page for it, and it says 44 views in the last six hours. So hell yeah, yeah. That's it's gonna be a big one. I'm clicking interested right now. Cool. For anybody that's uh, listening, that's uh, Friday, September 27th, um, and,
1: and get your get your tickets from us or Emory because we're we're gonna be selling them 15 bucks a piece.
0: Oh, you guys are selling your tickets there?
1: Yeah, we got a we got it's a pay to play. So unfortunately, right. yeah. But
0: cool. yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, the, there's the double edged sword of the pay to play. Give me just a second here. Yeah. The double-edged sword of the pay-to-play is uh, the fact that you got to do extra work before the show even starts, which is like selling tickets, hocking them, you know, doing whatever you can to put tickets yeah. into other people's hands to make up some of the difference for uh, how much it costs to play the show. So, right. like vis-a-vis, if you sell enough tickets, you could get paid to play the show. But it's it's a toughie, man. It, it is. It's a tough road to hoe, but at the same time. The amount I'm of exposure done, you get for it, it's insane.
1: Yeah. I've done quite a few with past bands, and it, with this one, with Good Devils, I was like, we're never doing a pay to play. No, I'm tired of it. And then I saw that one coming around. I was like, well, eh, maybe just one. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that always how it works, though? Yeah, pretty much. It does seem like some bands are better suited for a pay-to-play or like more built for a pay-to-play type situation than others though yeah and it's uh i guess it's not to say that like some bands are kind of uh above other bands or whatever but it's kind of like there's some shows that are more fit for a cover band and some shows there's more fit for a non-cover band it's just i feel like some bands have that that draw towards the doing the pay-to-play shows and they can pull it off and and gain the exposure and uh Maybe make up the difference in in selling merch or something. Right. But yeah. uh, even then, if you if you don't even want to do any of that stuff, and you're a musician looking to hop on a pay to play show, I'd say just go ahead and do it. It's if you got the money to do it, and it's not going to be too tough. Like like I said, the exposure alone is totally worth it. But if you're not out there to get exposure, because um, I get it, exposure doesn't pay the bills. Right. Like, but at the same time, you know that you could sell merch or something, something on the side to help yeah. pay your bills. Yeah. Dude, that Doyle of the Misfits show is going to be sweet. Yeah. I, uh, I hope I can make it. I I have no guarantees as to where I'm going to be in September, but uh, that's going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So so uh, you also have, uh, you were in a band called Poorly Crafted Dog, were you not? Yes. Yeah, that was uh,
1: something I just, I've had, I had songs written for, and stockpiled for over five years and it was like i need to do something with these all right so that's what, that's basically what that was and <clears throat> had uh it was a three-piece played a few so- ple- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> played a few <laughs> shows it, it didn't yeah we didn't really last that long i mean but uh hopefully here soon we'll get back together and do some more stuff
0: Oh, you're gonna fire it back up maybe huh uh yeah it's That'd been rolling be through my mind for a while, so... Well, yeah, you might as well. Um, I mean, how many bands have you been in over the past however many years you've been playing? Like, Let's start somewhere at the beginning. What was the first instrument you picked up? Well,
1: guitar. My dad played guitar since he was 13, so I've always had guitars at my disposal. Um, And then, I guess I, yeah... So he's he's been he's been in bands and he'd have drummers come over. They'd leave their kit. One in oh, particular yeah. would leave his kit, and but he'd always take the kick pedal home for some reason. Oh. so <laughs> but <laughs> I'd get know. to play around and just fill in the kick spots with the floor tom. And so oh, um, cool. That's where my drumming experience started, and then. Uh, after the drums went, then it was all guitar. My dad gave me his first guitar. It was a Hagstrom. and gotta I, start somewhere. It's yeah. not like
0: that's a bad guitar.
1: Yeah, I like. They just re, They just started remaking the guitars he gave me. Is the H I I N or something like that? Really S G looking, and uh, it mine. The one he gave me got destroyed a long time ago, but uh they just started remaking them and I'm like I'm seriously considering ordering another one, but
0: dude, I, I just pulled them up on, I mean, for people listening at home, I'm sure I'll explain this in the, in the intro to this, but we're doing a remote cast. So I'm, I'm online and I'm like, we're talking over the internet, but I uh, I pulled up one of these Hagstrom H I I N guitars, and it's exactly like you said. It's it's really SG like, maybe like a skosh of Fender, but it's mostly SG.
1: Yeah, it's like slightly offset. Body.
0: Yeah, just barely. Yeah, yeah, that's a neat looking guitar, man. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was that's pretty sweet stuff. So you got your uh, first guitar from your dad. It was and it was one of his guitars. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, I probably I started
1: seriously playing guitar when I was like 10.
0: Oh and, cool. Uh,
1: yeah, just kept doing guitar from then on and yeah.
0: I mean, I I know you still play guitar, but you've also played the drums. Um you you played drums in TV Cop for a while when you had to find a drummer and you decided to just uh be the guy for a while and play the drums. Yeah. And uh I mean, Kudos, kudos to you for the multi talent there, because being <laughs> being able to do both is not easy. No, it's it's not like and, uh, it you know it's not like TV cop's easy material. That's pretty demanding material, you know, start no. to finish. Yeah. And, uh, if I recall correctly, TV cop just didn't take breaks while playing. So right. I mean, it was like you guys had like forty minutes set, and there was like thirty nine minutes and fifty two seconds worth of music. It right. Was, it was yeah. nonstop. So. Yeah. yeah and kudos, uh, kudos. Like, what's that like? Switching back and forth, or trying to do that with, like, even within a, your own band?
1: It's a it's a challenge, uh, especially like with TV Cop. All the parts were already written, and so it's like I have to learn these previously written parts and try and play them. And the drummer who did them, uh, Tyler Minders, he's insanely good. I've played with. Him. He was in my first band, and oh, cool. It was. <clears throat> Yeah, he's been playing drums since he was three. So oh jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Insan- insanely good drummer, and I just could, I just can't. Yeah, I can't do his stuff. So we we actually had to dumb it down when he left, and I jumped in on drums, and so yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. If anybody threw me in on drums, you'd have to dumb everything down <laughs> quite a bit. Um, but it'd just be booms and chocks, and that's it. Yeah. So uh, you also do some recording, though. Is that... I mean, you did some of the... Did you do some of the TV cop recordings? I did the whole record, season three. Season three. Cool. Yeah. I actually just snagged a copy of that, so, you know. Yeah. Props, dude. It sounds great. Thank you. Absolutely. How long have you been recording stuff?
1: Oh, I probably started uh, about five years ago when I got an iPad with GarageBand. So...
0: Dude, yeah, that was my first introduction into it, too, and yeah. it kind of blew my mind how simple you could, like, how easily you could make um, very decent-sounding raw tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: I've, you know, thinking, like, I don't know what EQ or compression is, you know, when I first started, and with the GarageBand, at least, uh, you didn't really need to know a whole lot of that stuff, because it kind of, like, automatically did a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, so. that's
0: probably the beauty and the downfall of GarageBand is that it's right. super easy to use for somebody that just wants to pick it up. And, I mean, that's all I use for my podcast, even. it's Yeah. You don't need anything super in-depth to just edit together a podcast, and it works so well and it's so simple. Yeah. But it does have the ability to throw in, like, you know, your compression, your limiters, and you change all the other nonsense you need to if you need to.
1: Yeah, it does. I just, I was too... <clears throat>
0: well unin- uninformed i guess you know uh, yeah i mean you got to start somewhere if you listen yeah. uh, that's what i say tell everyone like go back to episode like one two three four five <laughs> like just start listening through and play the first like 10 seconds of each one and listen to how the audio changes on every podcast i've had up until about 20 yeah and i started figuring out what i was doing so it does take a while even if like i didn't go to school for it did you no no, so like I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I'm, I'm guessing and testing and then using the internet to rely on yep. other people's tips. and A lot of Google. Yeah, oh yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're like, because I'm just recording audio, so it's pretty much just make sure the lines are wiggling and nothing's in the red, Yeah. and then throw some compression on it, and it sounds amazing. But, yeah. with, but with you, I'm sure you have to go in with each... Instrument or with each kind of sound that's trying to come out and figure out the best way to go about and attempt to capture that. Yeah.
1: And um, I've probably I'm sure that's
0: not as easy. No.
1: Well, like a lot of Google. <laughs> yeah. Like gone on and I've probably saved 10 pages each of like just bass AQ or how to com- put compression on a guitar, you know, and, and stuff like oh, yep. that. It's just a lot of different ways to do it and yeah just kind of got to go through all of it and then piece it all together in your own way is basically how i did it you know
0: yeah i mean that's one of the things i i i really wanted to go to school for audio engineering growing up and i just um didn't have the guts i guess might be a good way to put it yeah i uh i just stayed in humboldt and didn't do anything i just worked at a meat counter the whole time but yeah i ended up uh getting into it you know on my own time and i kind of wished i would have went to school for because i'm sure there's like a decent set of rules but one of my favorite things i remember listening to like you'd have bands from like the 70s and the 80s and 90s and eventually they'd have all their stuff get remixed and remastered yeah and it's not like it was different it was just updated for the media that it was being played on or like Mm -hmm. the newer technology it was being played through etc and you'd get like there's not actually any like 100 percent set of rules and laws you have to follow to mix and master these things totally or, you, yeah. or even you'd find like one song that was made by a band and then after it got popular there's like uh, you know like uh, i don't know andy sneep might have like remixed it or something like that. Or he might have done his own mixing on it instead of yeah whoever else mixed it the first time or whatever like jay Baumgartner was a big one for for a while to be like a music producer or mixer master guy so yeah i mean Steve just kind of depends on who who likes to do what yeah. I mean that I liked what you said about applying it the way that you feel you need to apply it. Right. Yeah. I mean
1: otherwise, yeah, I don't know. That's the only way I could make it make sense to me like uh, and I I it's hard like I don't want to be just a straight up copy and paster like oh, it says seven up up at 7 dB's at 450 hertz or whatever and well i'll move that around just a little bit and find out what works you know yeah that's all it is
0: oh yeah i'm playing total i totally totally get it it's like finding your own voice it's like finding your own guitar tone you know you find you go online and somebody says i turn my knobs like this and you get them somewhere close and you're like it sounds good and then you're like well what happens if i twist a little bit more or a little less on this one and you start to find your own sound a little bit yeah you know that's that's something else I, I liked going and seeing you play live because it's not like you have a, a plethora of pedals, but you always seem to have a decent amount of pedals uh, on your board. And I was that was like one of the first things we talked about was a couple of your pedals. I believe like uh, the one that caught my eye, you had like a small clone, Yeah. if I'm not mistaken, a chorus. And I was was always intrigued by those. Chorus pedals have always been one of my favorite things ever. And that's, yeah. uh, that's just like a single knob chorus, right? Yeah, that's all it is. Single knob and then uh, it's got a switch for the depth oh that's that's about it so it's just two depth like the switch is just one or the other yep huh that's pretty simple i mean i've got like a five knob chorus right now and it's quite a bit smaller for a while i had like a boss ce20 and it It was just like seven knobs and two pedals and it was like that's yeah overkill in the (laughs) chorus department there bucko (laughs) so that that pedal just sitting in a box lately and uh I mean, I'm sure you've gone through that, too, where you end up with, like, I'm going to try this pedal out. And you just love it to death, and then all of a sudden you find something else, and then something goes in a box, and it just sits there. I wish. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: I, I've just never been able to afford pedals, so, like, the the pedals that I do have were just, like, some pedals that someone's like, I don't want this anymore. You can use it. And then, oh, dang. Yeah. I think so I like- bought two pedals for myself, and that's the the full tone MOSFET yeah and uh that, that's a good one i bought i don't have it anymore i wound up selling it but i had a swollen pickle by way huge and that was
0: yeah, i, I was, wish was, i still wondering, had that i was wondering if that one sounded good i see it every now and then go on sale online and i'm like yeah, i should nab one of these up just to see yeah it's like uh i guess i'd compare
1: it to kind of like the jack white fuzz like okay yeah i, I you really, gotcha. yeah
0: that's one thing I've never really gotten too much into is fuzz pedals, and it's probably because I haven't found a good one that I liked. Yeah. But uh, I also play a little bit higher distortion, and fuzz and high distortion don't get along the greatest yeah. always. Right. Um. I guess unless you're looking to make some really grindy kind of sounds. Which, yeah. I mean, there's people that have done it, but there's no rules. That's the best part about the pedals. There's no <laughs> actual rules. There's Yeah. Recommendations like as far as putting your effects in the effects loop but not everybody even wants to do that. Yeah, I've never tried that myself, so. Oh man, I I did it once and never looked back, but yeah. Even even so, I uh, I've got a phaser that I leave in the front of the chain for some reason. I don't I don't know. I've seen people argue both ways, but yeah. So it's it's not like you have to follow every rule, but
1: yeah. Like I've had I've heard, you know, you're supposed to put your wah before the distortion but I, I like yep. it better after. It just gives it a little more snarl
0: yeah. when you're I mean, bringing it up. It comes right back down to preference and what you right. want the guitar to sound like. Totally. And It might sound different with every amp, too. You never know. Yeah. So uh, you do your own recording. Have you recorded anything other than TV Cop? Yeah. Um, I mean, you've recorded your own stuff. Like you, I'm assuming you recorded your poorly crafted dog material and your uh, Good Devil's material. Yep. All right. What else have you got in there?
1: Um, There's a band from Kiyosakawa called Never Knows Best. Uh, I did an EP of theirs, uh, Functionally Dysfunctional is what they called it. Oh, cool. I think that's on Spotify. Nice. Um, And then I just wrapped up like two days ago this uh, cool uh, little, I guess you'd call them country like country pop. There's two girls, really good voices and it's like they're called the Chickadees. Oh, cool. But uh yeah, like I'm not a I'm not a country fan, but like their stuff is really good. I'm going to say that.
0: Aside yeah.
1: f- aside from me recording it and producing it, like they have good songwriting. Yeah.
0: You know, I I'm in your I'm in the same boat as you. Country's not my favorite, but I feel like once you get involved in the music scene around the people making the music, a lot of the prejudice goes away. Yeah. Um it's weird to say that. I don't want to get like overly philosophical, but like um an example for me would be J. Clyde Band. Um I'm not a big country fan, but J. Clyde Band is like a pretty decently big like I'd call them a country rock band. Yeah. They're not just like a country band, but it's close to country and Dude, I dig their music so much. It's, it's like, wildly addictive to, when you, like, listen to it and stuff. Yeah. And I've had a couple of the guys on the podcast. I love their musicianship. Uh, most of the guys in that band are in multiple bands. I mean, it's 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 just one of those things where, like, the prejudice goes away the deeper you get into the community. And I, I feel like maybe you having a studio, you've got a little bit of a different viewpoint on that than most people because um, – I mean, I don't know if you're into the studio thing to make money, or if you're just out there just recording stuff to help people out, or exactly. I'm sure you charge, but it's still one of those deals where um, you're doing a, a service to the the music community, and and you're taking on all comers. It's not yeah. like you're telling people no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, does that widen your scope or your uh, your viewpoint on music, or what you want to do with music? I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're especially when you're recording other bands, you gotta go into it with an open mind, like, whether you like the genre or not, you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta go into it with an open mind and, like, find what you do like about it, and then just try and, like, like some, like, I've recorded, I guess you'd call them a metal band, but nothing awesome or fantastic just kind of like yeah. a god smacky oh cool yeah type thing yeah. not my scene but oh yeah me um, either <laughs> but yeah it's just like well they're about partying okay so yeah party let's mm-hmm. okay <laughs> just
0: get in that mind frame and yeah it's gonna be a good time and you're gonna have fun <laughs> have you found yourself trying to like mix the people's personalities into the music at all like uh the party rock and Godsmacky kind of band. Do you remember their name off the, off the top of your head?
1: Well, um, they were called Face the Ghost. Uh, they're not a band anymore. They actually broke up before we even finished recording oh, like, scratch tracks or anything. So but
0: Oh, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah. But like a couple of the guys from that band are in a new band. I'm just now starting to record. They're called oh cool, cool all all guts no glory. Check them out. They're cool. Oh sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, like yeah, like I was saying, it's not my like cup of tea. But you got to find the party in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure you see all different kinds of bands because every band has a different mo, like a different reason they're out there to do what they're doing. Yeah. Some people are just doing it for fun. Some people uh, are trying to attack it with a little bit more uh, production. Some people are, are just uh, out there for a live show. You know, it's it depends on who you're running into. And I bet you get to see, like you said, the one band was a little bit more in tune to partying, which seems to happen a lot, too, because, yeah. you know, go figure. But it's just, I'm sure you get to run into a lot of different people. And, uh, I mean, I'm just really intrigued, I guess, by the idea. Because it's kind of like what I'm doing, but you're actually taking what these people do for an art form and then helping them uh channel it into an outlet for other people yeah i i before i forget i want to give a plug to your uh black lab studios that's your facebook page for your recording correct yep and that is at black lab rec studio that's rec studio so as as in black lab recording studios i love your uh your banner at the top there that's that's gold money yeah the the dog pooping <laughs> yes I mean, uh, okay. so if anybody goes to facebook and uh does the black lab rec studio check it out it's it's a good one i uh I've given it a like i'm gonna throw a like from the audible farm page on here too cool um yeah, I don't yeah, get on I mean, there
1: very much, but yeah
0: yeah i and that's the thing is like it's tough to have all these facebook pages and and run them all and be cohesive with every single one of them but you're you're on here enough to let people know that you're here and you're doing what you're doing and that's that's uh the important thing as i scroll back through your page i see the uh 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 the tv cop season three um i gotta preface this because here it comes everybody cover your ears uh it says fucking shred uh, I don't F bomb too much on the podcast, but there's another one for everybody. But I remember watching that video of you with a semi hollow body. Yeah. And you're just shredding it up. On...
1: Yeah, just making noise. That was. Yeah. Uh... And,
0: dude, that's, that's fun stuff. And I think that's what it's all about, literally, is just going out there and making the noise. And, yeah. uh, you guys in TV Cop were were really, really busy. You're really active, playing a lot of music. Are you going to try and stay that active with your new bands?
1: I'd really like to, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, I've never been the person to, like, email venues and book shows and all this stuff. So, like, this is kind of a new territory for me. Like, um, I booked that one show with with for TV Cop with Oakley Doakley. That oh, nice. Was, that was, like, the first show I ever booked. And it was just, like, luck of the draw, I guess. Kind yeah, of I bet same. that place was
0: packed. I it didn't was. make it to that
1: show. It was packed. Like Oh, gosh. Yeah was a good show and yeah kind of same thing with this doyle one is just kind of well we'll
0: see if this works i don't know so and and sure enough it did sure you know that's what that's what it takes is just having having the i want to say you just gotta have the guts to put yourself out there you know
1: yeah it's just kind of like fuck it what i mean what what's gonna happen Mm yeah
0: so you know, one of the benefits you have is the fact that you have your own studio, so you can record things and, and make them sound well, um, even in like a raw form to just show people the sound of your band. Yeah, that's um, definitely convenient. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not everybody has that. And that was one of the reasons I did Audible Farm. Originally, I was trying to record a live video of bands playing with a, I had a Tascam dr 40 which is a really nice, handy little field recorder. Um, yeah. And I just take it out to the shows and record audio for it and then smash it together with the video and throw it up online so you'd have a nice little video with some decent audio behind it. And I did that for dozens of bands. I mean, when TV Cop was first sports team, I did it for them. And yeah. uh, I, I believe I may have even done a show with you um, with TV Cop. I have one recorded. If I do, I'll share it on I think, the Facebook post eventually.
1: Yeah, I think at like, the Vaudeville Muse or something
0: yeah yeah there's one with you at the muse there might even be one with you at boggs boggs hole avenue in des moines oh right on yeah i mean that's and that's just one of the things i think is uh just giving back to the community in any way possible like i'm sure it soaks up a lot of your time recording bands um that you know you could be spending on your own band or on your own music like you said, you've got backlogs of music just sitting around waiting to have fresher recordings or get hammered out into songs better. Yeah. So, I mean, just super kudos to you for, for doing that. I <laughs> I, I wish I would get more into it, but that just comes down to spending, like, like you said, all that time on Google and all that energy trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Because I've got a studio set up in my basement, but I use it solely for podcasting, even though I could honestly just bend a microphone arm around and start doing it yeah but uh i don't want i don't want to spend the time to to learn it all i guess i know because i know how much work is going to go into it if i want to do it so
1: yeah and Um, anytime anytime i've had musicians come in and i'm just dealing with chord spaghetti and yeah computer crashes and yeah i'm like hey if you ever thought about if you ever thought to yourself, I want to open a studio, just don't.
0: Yeah, Cause <laughs> oh man, it's probably first off like wrangling cats because you have all the musicians, and yeah. if they're not all there, then you have to schedule out with one, you know, with each one of them individually. Yeah, and even that's probably got to be difficult. Because I'll tell you what, scheduling out podcasts isn't always easy. Yeah, because musicians are busy. I mean, I get it. Like, if do you want to? You've got a full time job and and a full time hobby. Do you want to spend some of your Precious free time traveling halfway across the state. It's tough. I get it. Like, yeah. But, dude, the cord spaghetti thing, I know what that's all about, too. Yep. I know uh, you and I had talked last week a little bit, but I was... as This recording is going to come out a week from Thursday. So, the... Th- The thing about that is, is about a week and a half ago, I played a show and it's to you and me as we record this, it's, it's Wednesday, but I have a show Wednesday where I have to play a one man show, um, at a place and I'm going to play acoustic for about half of it and electric for the other half. But I've got, I've got like a shoegaze band sized pedal set up. It's, there's like 20 pedals maybe in this setup that I've got going on. And you oh, said wow. cord spaghetti? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when you and I first uh, sat down tonight to record this, I was like, uh oh, man, I, I just fell out of my chair, and that's because I tripped over all my cords and stuff, and I was trying <laughs> my best not to fall on all my pedals. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. Like, I couldn't imagine trying to traverse everyone else's rig, too, because it's, you have to bring somebody in and let them set up all their own stuff, yeah, and then you have to set up all your stuff around their stuff to record yep. it, and it's... Uh, i mean dude i I, I don't envy that because even justly like i don't envy the people that like had to record me when that when i got recorded because it's like i got a pretty big setup you know i got the four cable setup and a an amp and a cab and the whole nine yards yeah i mean like when you play live what do you prefer to drag around let me ask you that because i feel like i want to get away from the head and cab
1: two by 12 combo dude yeah
0: i i'd you're so smart
1: (laughs) yeah i got my 100 watt fender champ and it's loud enough to where you don't have to mic it if it's one of those gigs you know it'll go over the drums it's perfect Mm -hmm. how
0: much does that thing weigh
1: um 40 45 pounds somewhere around oh you're lucky yeah. See,
0: I got a I got a JSX two by twelve that I like using, and it's got a fifty watt to hundred watt option, which means uh-huh. it's got a couple transformers in it. But it's also like, and I I kid you not, the thing's got to weigh eighty five pounds. If it weighs if it yeah. weighs anything, it's it's insanity. I believe. So I'd be it. bringing that everywhere if I could, but that's just too much. I mean, at that point, it's like a head and a four by twelve cab weighs the same, but I can split that in half at least. Yeah. Yeah. I. I do like that a lot of people are going to the micro setups because it doesn't, I mean, there's not a necessity to have a 4x12 so much anymore. No,
1: especially, like, a lot of the venues these days, they're smaller bars, and you don't need a full stack or a half stack to hear yourself in that place.
0: No, and I mean, for a while in Betty, we were running around with... uh, each one of us would have a stack each one of the guitarists uh, half stack so we'd each have like four by 12 cabinet but then we'd stick one behind the drummer because most places don't have drum monitors yeah. so in order for a drummer to hear us if we were set up on a wide stage we'd have to put a cab behind him yeah and uh me and the other guitarist would split the cab and uh both go into that cab so for a long time i was running stereo amps and uh stereo effects setups and like just going full bore like ridiculousness yeah and i mean as far as power output it was far too much for most places we were in and uh yeah i mean we've done it before like i played at the valor ballroom on one occasion and i brought in a full stack um kind of just to be funny but at the same time it was like i don't know who's running sound here and i don't know if they're (laughs) gonna be able to mic me up so this is a place where a, a full stack might be necessary to get a wide you know speak of sound totally but I, I remember dragging them in and the sound guy looked at me. He's like, what are you doing with those? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably don't need them, but they're going to be here. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was actually, I don't know, a couple of years, a couple, two, three years ago, it would have been two years ago I had joined the band. So yeah, it would have been two years ago. That show was in April. It was, it was a good show. Um, but it was one of those things where we covered two hours and, um, we're stretching to do it because I had just joined the band. And oh yeah! The funny thing was, I remember taking a picture of my setup, and my setup was uh, one pedal, as opposed to now I <laughs> I usually drag around about you know five to ten if I do. Yeah. And it's uh, I don't know. Like, what's what are some of the craziest shows you think you've played where you were just kind of you felt a little out of your element? Oh.
1: I don't know. That's kind of. <sighs> Well, I guess uh, for a while I was in a band called Wrestling With Wolves. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of like indie rock. Uh, People would describe it as like if Neil Young and Led Zeppelin had a baby. I don't know.
0: Okay. But
1: we'd wind up getting booked at these death metal shows all the time. (laughs) Oh, man. And, yeah, those would definitely make you feel out of place, you know uh yeah lots of crickets
0: yeah especially if you go up like second (laughs) yep where it's uh you get sandwiched in between two two guys that are doing cookie monster vocals yep yeah i could see that happening um for a while it seemed like betty couldn't find the right shows to to get on but it it also kind of helped us out and worked with us because we were playing shows with a lot of uh what i would call just like any any metal band from uh you go from like thrash metal to like what you were talking about with like the newer like god smacky kind of disturbed kind of metal Uh anywhere in between those two and we were getting booked with a lot of those bands and it was weird because we were like what do you know we don't not fit on this but we don't fit on this because you know we're a punk band but when you put us up next to other punk bands we don't really fit in with the other punk bands either yeah so it is kind of a blessing in disguise, though, because it gets like a ridiculously fresh set of eyes on you. And if nothing else, um, the shock factor of having you there will have people remember who you are.
1: Yeah, that I'm, I I'm, that is true. I can vouch for that because I've had a lot of of my personal friends just be, like speaking about wrestling Wolves, like they're metal heads, but they're like, you know, I really like this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't normally like this stuff, but this is good yeah. yeah you know
0: so yeah and that comes back down to like once you it doesn't you don't always have to mesh perfectly or be somebody's favorite style but just getting out there in the community and making making the music around the other people making the music and and putting names and faces to the art is is it helps personify these things and it humanize them to an extent and yeah. uh i i definitely I, I couldn't agree more with that like People could even even if they say Three Finger Betty's not their favorite, but they still like it. Like I get it. Like there's tons of bands I I have like that, and I love going to their shows. I love seeing them play live. And I'm not like calling out bands, but everybody's got preferences. And yeah. uh, you know I'm not gonna hate on anyone for not going to a Three Finger Betty show because maybe it's not your favorite show. But uh, do I'll tell you what we we are there's a lot of unique bands out there, and Three Finger Betty is definitely one of those. It doesn't fit the mold too much. And uh, I would definitely have to say, Good Devils is is well along those lines too, because you guys don't exactly fit the mold of what most people yeah, normally I've, see
1: in a band. I've been trying to like figure out how to label it. The best I can do is punk rock. You know, it's yep in the middle there. You know, mm-hmm. like we've got punk elements, fast songs, but also at the same time, it's got that swing to it you know like Mm -hmm. queens of the stone age or something
0: yeah man i mean yeah that's that's actually a good good descriptor it kind of has that uh queens of the stone age feel to it yeah um and that's the other thing that's tough about like what is you know what does good devil sound like you know what does three finger betty sound like i don't know it's tough like i've one of my favorite things is going to shows and talking to people afterwards and, and somebody's just like, dude, this, this one song you sound you played sounded so much like Motorhead. And it's like, yeah. what? And then like at another <laughs> show we went to, somebody was just like, this song sounds exactly like Nirvana. I hear it. And it's like, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. You know? And then you go to another show and somebody's just like, this sounds like Blue Murder. And it's like, what? Like, I have no clue what we're talking about here. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely open to perception, but everybody does get whatever they want to out of the music because it's... Ultimately, it is just art. You're putting it out there and letting people interpret it how they want to.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've gotten like poorly crafted. Man, that sounds like Sound Garden. I'm like, wow. Yeah.
0: I was not going for Sound Garden, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. I appreciate it still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the other thing is like maybe they like Sound Garden and they likened what you were doing to something that was like something that they enjoyed. You know? Yeah, and that's. Even justly, that's that's a good compliment to get from somebody. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're not quite up to an hour, but we're kind of getting close. Um, I mentioned the two Good Devils events that you had coming up. Is that the only band that you're in currently that's uh, booking shows? Correct, yeah. All right. Um, po- uh, poorly Crafted Dog, you were mentioning. Maybe kind of trying to fire them back up a little yeah, bit. or Maybe
1: uh, thinking about talking about... Perhaps yeah. maybe.
0: Well if yeah. anybody wants to jump on that one, that's at Poorly Crafted Dog on Facebook. Do you got a uh, other social media for that? Nope. Nope. Oh no. man, it's a one stop shop for poorly crafted dog fans. I guess so, Bandcamp, uh, but uh yeah, you do you also uh, utilize SoundCloud though, correct? Yeah. Uh, is that do you have one for just Poorly Crafted Dog or was there other
1: Uh the Poorly Crafted Dog one is more like my personal demos like that's all stuff from when i first started recording with the ipad and just messing around so oh no way yeah
0: yeah I was uh i saw you interacted with the audible farm um soundcloud page so i started kind of listening to some of the poorly crafted dog stuff that was on there yeah yeah Yeah, It's good stuff man especially for you to say that you just like a lot of that was like the ipad days yeah so you know geez like kudos (laughs) just for having like you know the stick to keep going with it. Yeah, I've I've got so many demos that are like forty seconds done and just garbage because yep. I didn't know what to do with them. But yep. I've got like one good riff. You yeah, know, I, think, and
1: I think I got a whole hard drive full of that. So.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, one of my earliest memories of you, I went and saw you were, it was one of your first shows with TV cap that I saw you with and you were playing in Fort Dodge Yeah. and you were outside like restringing a guitar. And then when you got done restringing your guitar, you started playing some music and I was like, wait, I know, I know this song. And I was like, Oh wait, you you're friggin' playing Steely Dan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dude. And I,
0: uh, you were, uh, do you remember the song you were playing? It
1: was, uh, 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 Josie yeah yeah
0: yep. yeah yeah. Yep. yeah oh god so that was something that was just like jeez this guy uh this guy knows what's up he's playing Steely, he's playing <laughs> steely Dan. <laughs> so steely i mean that dan was something all the that way
1: what's that uh, steely dan all the way man best Dude, band steely in the world Dan's
0: so yeah yeah they're so good i was trying to tell a friend of mine i was like you need to start listening to steely dan and they're like what song and then i was like well let me find a good one so i google and i was like I know 14 of these that are yeah. on the radio. Like <laughs> Exactly. Like, and everyone and everyone's just like, "Who's Steely Dan?" Don't don't ask these questions. Yeah. Just go. Just you, go to YouTube you and know. Steely Dan, <laughs> and enjoy what you listen to. It's so amazing. Yeah. Man, now now for some reason I'm all like I'm looking up Steely Dan events. Like I'm gonna go to one or <laughs> something. Oh man. Go to
1: their Las Vegas residency. Yeah.
0: Yeah, actually, I, I saw they saw that on their front page. They are going on a tour, actually. Yeah. Maybe we should hit up a Steely Dan show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Dude, there's a show in Moline. Hell yeah. That's not too far away. Maybe we'll hit that up September 4th. Nobody else buy tickets. I gotta get one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think we mentioned most of the stuff? Is there something else you wanted to uh, to get at that I haven't quite mentioned yet? I mean, not off the top of my head, no. I mean Awesome man. Yeah. Um so so we got Good Devils. You guys are playing a couple shows, uh May twenty third, yep. uh, that's uh at Gabe's and then you got September twenty seventh with Doyle from the Misfits and that's yep. uh, also at Gabe's. Yeah. Uh so those are the two shows you got booked as of now. looking um, for more. Looking so. for more. So uh go to at Good Devils Music and shoot them a message or uh I guess maybe you have an email, but that'd probably be facebook yeah. messengers just as good man right all right uh jonathan i, uh, I pre- do you go for, for john or jonathan either one man all it right i'm gonna call you me. jonathan cool <laughs> all right so uh jonathan appreciate it thank you uh for sitting down and, and doing the podcast with me and uh when you end the recording i just uh just stick around because i'm going to talk to you afterwards but thanks man i really appreciate it
1: yeah thanks for having me Pete.
0: Hey, what a guest. That was a fun time. Uh, Another remote interview. I've only done a couple of those, and I'm going to try and keep them on a limited basis if I can. They're not as easy to pull off as I thought they were. There's a little bit more editing involved, but you know what? Uh, I'm sure that's neither here nor there to you, the listener. So I just want to give a huge shout-out to Jonathan Rowell for uh, doing the remote interview with me, doing his part, and recording his audio and sending it over to get the best audio available, I didn't want to get one of those like weird phone call kind of audios. I know there's ways to uh, master yourself around it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to go for that. So, uh, you know, shout out to John for, you know, being as awesome as he is. Go check him out online. Check out all of his bands online. All of the links are below. Uh, especially Good Devils he was talking about in the interview how they don't have too many shows booked but i have seen uh in the last handful of days they have booked at least one more show so check them out online be sure you check out the black lab studios because the black lab studios is where jonathan does most of his recording and i'll tell you what uh he's a consummate professional i've heard his work with a tv cop that he did with season three and it was amazing so huge shout out to that uh he's You know, he's a talented guy. He uh, plays drums and and guitar and and everything else. He's got that fun band with that octave pedal. Uh, You know, Good Devils is going to be a heck of a time. I can't wait to go see them live sometime. Make sure you go to audiblefarm.com. You can find all of the Audible Farm stuff there. You can figure out where we... uh, I mean, we've got links to everything there. Uh, And a tip of the cap, that goes to the Iowa Podcast Network for setting up that page. Uh, There are links to anywhere you can find us on social media, including our Facebook, Twitter, our Instagram. Uh, I mean, even our YouTube page is there. You can listen to the soundcloud feed right from there so if you don't if you want to if you're like at a browser and you just want to go to audiblefarm.com you can listen to the podcast right from there uh, it's a good cheat at work a good way to get around it at work if you uh, want to try and do it that way otherwise youtube is probably your best bet for work check us out online at audible farm for all the social media you can go to youtube search audible farm we're the pig click subscribe make sure you never miss another episode again send us an email if you'd like you can go to audible at gmail.com and send us an email to that address and uh you know i'll get back to you as soon as i can i do the best i can to to get a hold of everybody in a timely fashion and if i uh forget about you just send me another email uh keep after me i'm busy these days and uh, i'm sure everybody is Uh, Another huge shout-out goes to the Iowa Podcast Network. Did you know if you go to www.audibleforum.com, there's a form there. You can fill it out. You fill out the form, it sends me an email automatically. You don't even have to do the whole Gmail thing if you don't want to do it old school. You can do it new school. You can go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, I know you can do it on iTunes. I'm pretty sure you can do it on most uh, places, wherever you're listening. But go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, give us that thumbs up, the wink wink, the the nudge and the, the pokes and everything else. Do, do it all. Uh, love you guys for everything you're doing. I'm, I'm so happy everybody's listening. Huge shout out again to Jonathan Rowell. Go check out the Good Devils. Check out the Black Lab Studio. Uh, links below. The links are uh, down below. So check those out. Uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in this week and listening. Uh, I had a great time conversing with Jonathan Rowell. I don't do too many remote interviews, but it's a fun time to actually get to do them. You know, while I got you guys here, I just wanted to talk about that uh, solo show I've been alluding to uh, that happened last week, and it it was amazing. It was uh, tons of fun. I had a great time playing guitar for all sorts of people, uh, young and old. Uh, people doing the wine walk some people came just to watch me uh, got a lot of compliments from a lot of people thank you guys very very much for showing up and doing that and thank you for supporting the uh, humbled arts council and all they do for the community because uh, they sure do a lot it's nice to have those organizations in, in a nice small town like this so uh, shout out to the humbled arts council and uh, thank you for the booking. I really appreciate it. I had a wonderful time. Thank you very much for listening. This is episode number 36 with Jonathan Rowell. I was your host, Peter Stockdale. Thank you very much. I'll check you next time. Peace.